Okay, before we get started, happy to announce our new proud partnership with Spadex Print and Design. The Defense Force community finally has its very own print shop. From business cards, banners, table throws, and all your display needs, iconic for stickers and labels. They also build websites. So support Australian veteran-owned business, proud to have served, Spadex Print and Design. And they also have launched a new website for Australian military stickers called King's Corporal. King's Corporal do personalized ribbon stickers, custom military stickers, and it's veteran-owned business, which is even better. So get involved, support the cause, www.kingscorporal.com.au. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Australian Warfighter Coffee. They're one of our main sponsors of the show. They're a veteran-owned business. They support veteran causes, and not only do they do that, but they also support emergency services causes as well. You've probably seen me and Shane drinking from the Warfighter Coffee mugs on the show, we also drink their coffee, which they kindly donate to us. Keeps us going through every episode. Guys, get on board. It's a bloody good coffee. Australian Warfighter Coffee. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Maladjusted Monkeys. I'm Tommy Archer, joined always by my favorite co-host in my favorite studio. It's Mr. Shane Club. G'day, Tommy. Hey, mate. Good to see you again. Yeah. And we've got our best party shirts on today, so I know it's going to be a good Saturday. Mm. Before I go to work at two o'clock. Sucks to be you. I know. I'm not happy about I'm that. I'm batching at the moment. Unfortunately, Madison's not here. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. should talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We're missing a person today, our producer. Our, she does all the work, really. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Madison's not here today, so you're not going to hear her voice, unfortunately. So, we're going to have to stumble through this. Yeah. Figure out how to work <laughs> the social media so we can access some of the listener questions. But hey, we'll figure it out, mate. Yeah, I'm surprised your house is actually pretty clean and Madison's What do you here. mean? I've, I've always been the, the, the housekeeper, the housemaker. So you say. But you did make me a nice breakfast and coffee when I walked in this yeah, morning. You're which quite I- welcome. <laughs> and I gave you a bit of an eyeful when you first walked in too. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're the only guy I know that answers the front door completely naked but wearing a beanie. I tell you what, that actually is the greatest way to defuse tension. Actually, have before I told- we move on, can you tell me... I have told this story to a few people at work about... <laughs> <laughs> tension you've had with neighbours in the past and yeah because you're not a fighter let's be honest you're not a yeah, fighter yeah nah. okay nah. your job descriptions say you are <laughs> I know you're not so tell tell the story so uh, where well, I was living in Harvey Bay with um, with my ex-partner and a um, I was trying to say I think it was about 11 o'clock at night and there was a bunch of um, younger kids I was pissing on or something but they were being really loud outside the house and um, I just had enough and I started yelling out to them to shut the fuck up. And yep. uh, of course, they started yelling back and it started escalating. And uh, they started coming up to the uh, the back door, the back veranda. So I uh, went to go and meet them. But on the way, because I always sleep naked, I, uh, I grabbed a, a small pocket telephone book and I just held it between my butt cheeks <laughs> so that when I I've turned on the light, opened this, threw open the sliding glass door and they're just staring at me. And then all of a sudden I just release my butt cheeks so that the book falls between and everyone just started pissing themselves laughing and then that was the end of it. And that was it? They weren't angry with you? Tension diffused. Like, Thank you God go. you've got that talent. Mate. I've been telling the story wrong. I thought, yeah, I answered the door holding a Bible or something. And, but I don't know. No, no. That's a better version. Yeah, much better. Oh, like, self-defense tips. If, if you're going to make it up, why not make <laughs> it better? Like, that's horrible. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Let's talk about long tan, battle long tan, yes. uh, danger close. So, oh my God. you may have, for everyone listening, you may have heard one of our earlier podcasts with, uh, we had Sean Barry on, who worked on the film Danger Close, Australian <coughs> film. <laughs> you right there, mate? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not that much of a surprise, is it? You were there? Yeah. No. 
Strong good. coffee. Oh, it's that wharf I had a coffee. Yeah. Mm. God damn. <laughs> um, yeah, Danger Close, which is an Australian film about the Battle of Long Tan in uh, Vietnam involving our old unit, 6RAR, and our old company, Delta Company. Mm. Uh, so that hits- Not to confuse that. We weren't there. No, we weren't there. No, we no. Were, yeah, we were in there. I but- wasn't even a twinkle in the milkman's eye at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. But um, the film came out a couple of weeks ago, but I think around about the time our last episode came out. Yeah. So you, when did you see it? You saw it with Madison, right? Yeah, uh, I think it was the first week coming out. Um, God knows, I can't remember. My memory's shocking, but um, yeah, because it's been out a little while now. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, it apparently doing really well. Which yeah, it, yeah. no surprise, it is a freaking good movie. Yeah, well, as soon as you and I saw the trailer for it, yeah, I remember thinking, th- oh, just from what Bags was describing, yeah, um, yeah, it sounded awesome. Um, holy crap, Madison was bawling her eyes out the whole way through. <laughs> yeah, well, even I got a little uh, yeah. emotional at some parts. <laughs> there is a bit where um, oh, I feel bad because I can't remember anyone's names in the film. But uh, right at the end, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's a, it's a historical event. So if you don't know how it ends, then, you know, I'll stop this podcast. <laughs> Go and watch it. Do yourself a favor. Go and watch it or Google Battle of Long Tan. But when they're making their last stand towards the end of the film. Yeah. And uh, I wish I could remember what he says, but he does a, a bit of a a fire up for the troops about how you're Delta Company. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I got goosebumps no. in that bit. <laughs> but I think I remember sitting in the film and as he's saying, you remember your Delta Company, I did like go, mm, yes, yes. <laughs> I wanted to stand up in the cinema and be like, oh, I was Delta Company. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty cool um, being like knowing all that history and being, yeah. and having a small, um, uh, having a small part in in being in that unit and yeah well that's right when me and shane you know when we were in six six and delta company you know it's part of our history so you're seeing like the photos on the walls Mm. and um the plaques and you know the history yeah meeting the guys yeah um, meeting the guys you know certain um boozer parades or you know drinks yeah functions um but then to see it um portrayed on on the big screen screen and uh, you know and for an australian film it was done really, really well. fucking well, dude. Like, I, I hate I, saying that for an Australian film. Yeah, but, but um, I remember telling you after I saw it that there's a, a bit at the start, and I got really nervous uh, how it was edited. Uh, I was like, oh god, um, what was it? It was a bit uh, platoon esque. Yeah, right. Yeah, the the yeah the movie platoon. It did remind me of that at the yeah. beginning. I felt this because you'd already told me that. Yeah, you going oh. I, because I, I didn't you, tell you what it was. No, I said, but I you a, said there's going to be a bit at the beginning that you're going to pick up on <laughs> and you get nervous about and started. And uh, I did have that moment, but then real quickly, I yeah. was like, well, this is a great film. Uh, and Bo's Baz, 100% right. Like just the little details mm. that like the, the all the uh, ex- um, AJs and stuff were able to yeah. bring in that like the formations like it was a bit bunched up but like Arrowhead was Arrowhead and yeah, yeah, yeah. all um, those little things that us as soldiers would pick up on yeah. like, I'm like yeah you've not, even having their it. toggle ropes on their fucking yeah, the yeah all the equipment everything it was funny seeing people we knew in the film yeah so oh, you would I can't talk mm, yeah mm. There's there's someone in someone in that film who you should remember Captain George. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Captain G. We'll edit that out, right? Yeah. I'll say I'll just say El Capitano. Yeah, I'll just put a beep in there or something. Yeah, do that. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll just say El Capitano for now. Yeah, yeah when he came on, I was like, Ah, oh, oh, you've ruined the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh, come on. Um, 
but yeah, like, it was weird because I hadn't seen or spoke about him in years. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, he's in the film. But then seeing um, Jack, he got Bart. a pretty juicy part too. He did. That was a really good part. Um, anyone who's seen it, he's he jumps on. Well, there's the no sh- point cutting out his name now. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah. So Captain George, he's in the bit where uh, he jumped. They're doing the resupply um, for, for the ammo, and he's sitting in the back of the chopper throwing the um throwing the ammo back out so that was a pretty good yeah, yeah. good role and I think his big moment gives the thumbs up mm. to the pilot mm. you know um, and seeing Jack Barden that was weird yeah because you know he's um, he pops up a fair bit in the film but um, apart from that with, that was the only moments I was taken out of the film they go oh fuck I know that yeah person, yeah you know? but yeah the, the action scenes were great and yeah I shouldn't call them action scenes the war well they are <laughs> the war scenes uh, are really well done mm. and, uh, from start to finish yeah great film um, I yeah, I want to go see it again. Yeah, I definitely should before it. Um, yep. Should yeah, I'm really keen to find out like how how well it's has it been released in America. Uh yeah, I think it has. I don't know how it's done, but I do remember seeing a social mm. media post about that. But um, yeah, the director Chris Stenders, mate, great job. Mm. Um, me and Shane loved it. I wish Madison was here to tell us. Oh what she thought. yeah. Can you relay what how she felt about it? Um, you said, dude. Like, every time, yeah, every time I looked over, she was just like in tears. Um, quietly sobbing, thank God, because I was it was just taking me out of the movie. Um, <laughs> but no, and I I was just I wasn't uh, I wasn't crying or anything. But uh, no, I, I was getting like I was I getting to, emotional. Yeah, I was getting pretty emotional. Like, and I think that's not just because we were, you know know the history of the unit, bit a part of it, but also I think like seeing young Australians portrayed in that way, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you said, like there's obviously an emotional attachment to the unit for us, but it's. It's a proud moment in Australian history for Australian soldiers mm. at that age yeah. to do what they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking insane. Yeah, it is. It is. So, I can't stress enough. If you haven't seen it, yeah, go out and see it or get it when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray. Actually, when we came home- I won't say illegally download it. No, don't, 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 don't do know, that. No. Um, but I found a copy of um, the documentary- Oh yeah, yeah. so me and Madison, so Madison wants to know more about it. So yep. I found that I still had it on my hard Actually, drive from you, somewhere. What's, what's it um, called? Because people that'll be good for oh, people to see. Dude, we I, watched it when we were at the unit. I'll have to. I'd have to look it up. Um, yep. But we'll it's, it it's narrated by is it Joel Edgerton? Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's so well done. It's like it's such a good. Um, like companion piece to like us watching because there's like a bit more details and obviously they had to condense a lot of the characters into like one single character to you know get a lot of the story across in the film whereas you're actually getting the guys who were there talking about their experiences on the day as they like yeah, I remember the timeline of the battle. they play like clips of the like the radio transmission yeah 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 I I wonder I can't remember if they have to be reenacted that's what I thought because Oh, if someone's listening and you know, let us know. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to shoot Sean Barry about it. He'd know, he'd know yeah. all about the history. But Because um, how would you have the recording of that? Yeah, that's yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, know. yeah, so we ended up, we watched that, came home, <laughs> um, found that on my hard drive, and then, yeah, watched that straight away. Yep. Um, and again, like, Madison's still bawling her eyes out. And like, yeah, it's uh, really good. But I'll, I'll find out what it is and I'll put a link yeah. uh, to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, everyone should hear the story because... Like, um, as soldiers, like every soldier, Australian soldier knows, you know, the Battle of Long Ten. Mm. Unless you're really into Australian war history, you're not going to hear this amazing story. Yeah. Uh, but it's that's why it's so great that Danger Close has come out because more people will be allowed, you know, access to the story now. It's a film mm. um, and doing so well as well. Um, but yeah, 
great film great <laughs> casting and um yeah get out and see it if you get a chance mm. but mate um i want to know if last time i spoke to you you were you know you're always on the road to recovery and getting mm. uh, medically upgraded mm. at work mm. you're mm. looking good when i walked in today obviously i copped an eyeful so i was <laughs> able to see the your entire rig yeah in its yeah. full glory and mm. you're looking good mate you're looking fit yeah f- yeah the you seem happy coming off thank god yep i'm yep. um, starting to like we're starting to eat a lot more healthily now like eating fish and salad and stuff which this is, is at home yeah do you yeah. eat at the mess on base no no no, no. no. so you you take or your own meals or I normally don't eat at work what I'll maybe have a packet of chips or something <laughs> every now and then I'll take some lunch but I normally I pretty much only eat um, oh when I come home I'll stuff my face yep. and then have dinner but that's better I really only have yep yeah. well you don't don't tune into the maladjusted monkeys for all your <laughs> for nutrition advice diet, <laughs> diet advice okay because we're well, any, really any advice but yeah yeah just yeah, coming for a laugh really um, <laughs> but so you are very much on the road to yeah, man. For, uh, I just had my... So, I haven't seen my... Like, I'll finish up with the psych. Um, won't, don't have to see him anymore. He's yep. signed me off. Good to go. Uh, yep. Fit for service. Beautiful. Um, so, now... That's right. Last story to cut you off. But that last time I spoke, you said you were coming up to your last yeah, yeah. I asked you, like, what's involved with that? Does he... Any con- does he voice any concerns at the end? Is it a That's and, right, yeah. Is it a tick and flick <laughs> yeah. thing? Like, um, what, how did that go? Oh, it was just a kind of general chat really yep. um he's like do you want to keep going I'm like no nah, don't need to um i think yeah we covered this last time but um so that's done so uh had a couple of points with the mo just to start organizing uh the rest of the checklist that i've got to hit now before yep. the 16th of october when my uh cmecr um gets signed off explain that <sighs> i can't even remember what it stands for but what is it med review board or something okay. like that yep. um but essentially, um, like all the evidence that, you know, I'm saying, so like I've got to do, despite the fact that it's psych, I've still got to do a basic fitness assessment, yep. um, a 10K stomp and a fire movement thing. Yep. For, I don't know. That's just the process, but. That's so, right. Well, that's yeah. an interesting thing because a lot of people aren't aware, like uh, anyone who's thinking about joining the military, they'll be aware of the standards that you need to get in. Yeah. But yeah. there are, uh, uh, as a soldier, is it yearly? How oh, often dude, do you need to be changed. a phase? Oh, BFA is six monthly. Oh, so every six months, yeah. Um, you know, you've got to do a fitness assessment. But it's it's easy. It's only two point four k's in less than eleven minutes, fifteen. Yep. If you're under thirty, um, put what's what's push ups? Two minutes? <sighs> yeah, you got two minutes to, to do, do as many as you can. But I think you got to get God, like it's only thirty, like, or something? yeah, thirty or something, and then yeah. it's hundred sit ups, but with your feet held, and that's not yeah. hard. So um, then you do that every six months. But then as Shane's going through now, you know, he's being medically upgraded again, and he's got to do. What is it now? The, a BFA. the same thing? Yeah, it's just a BFA so and a, BFA a 10K stomp. And uh, a 10K pack much. Yeah. But how much weight on your back? Uh, it's only, I think it's only all core, so I think it's only 25 kilos total. Okay. So and it's, not, it's light. What's the fire and movement thing? Um, you just got to do, I think, 11 bounds of fire and movement. So you start on your guts in full rig, and I think it has to weigh 12 kilos or something and a tonal go. So then you got to get up, run to the next point, take a knee, get um, and then get on your guts again. Oh, then okay. A, well, that wasn't even and you do that. Yeah. Is this, is this, this just the combat cause? No, everyone. So there's different, oh, there's okay. different levels yep. of, um, so like infantry will have to do, it's, it's all changing now though. I think Pez is getting cut out yep. again, even though they've just raised it. I, I don't know, but um, it used to be a 10, a 10 K stomp in, I think for, with 40 kilos total 
in and it had to be in a certain time so it had to be between 110 and 120 minutes you couldn't do any faster you couldn't do any slower than that um then you'd go uh, straight into like all the um uh, so like a jerry carry so it'd be like 20 over 22 meters and you'd have to do it like to the times you can't do it any quicker any faster you gotta do that yep. 11 times the fire movement like i talked about before a box yep. lift like lifting um 30 kilos up onto a high shelf kind of thing yep but um yeah that's all getting cut away now <laughs> so, i wish the police did something like that we don't have any. cotton wool bloody cops God, you say it all the time <laughs> yeah but um yeah so that one i'll do that next week i'll probably do that yeah next week so that's done tick that box uh gotta go because i got finally got my compartment syndrome uh, diagnosed as well. While I've been medically downgraded, they've kind of added that to it. So now I've got to get a tick in the box from the physios saying like, yeah, that's fine. Um, Do you wear orthotics? No. Okay. Are they going to get you? Yeah. They're not? No. I should. I don't know. You should. Yeah. How do I do that? Um, Teach me. I don't know. talk off air. Yeah. I'll sort it out later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, once I've just got to, and then I've got to, I got to get my supervisor to write up a, a spiel about how I've been doing at work, what my duties are, yep. that kind of thing. Then I've got to write essentially the same thing that he writes, but you from do. but worded from my perspective, it's yeah, it's weird. Yep. Um, submit all that on the sixteenth of October, um, and the turnaround on that can be like three months, but oh. I'm hoping. Um, because some, uh, I know someone else who recently got their upgrade and from when they submitted it to when they got the answer back was only a week. So okay. I could oh, be upgraded by the end of the year. Thank yep. God. Um, oh, well, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, fight and fit. Yeah. And and probably gone for the first six months of next year on courses. <laughs> How's Madison going to feel about that? Uh, she can't answer. she's, she's going to be stoked, you know, have a bit of time to herself and mm. Mm. Mm, that'll be good. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad to hear, mate. You're on track, and um, you know everything's going well on that front. You haven't. It's been a while since you've you know fallen off your perch or anything like that. Yeah, man. Like um, like everything with the drinks been going um pretty good. I mean, I'll have I have a drink every now and then, but yep. it doesn't. Um, I think since the last time we spoke, when I had that that one um incident, uh, no drama since then. Yep. Um, yeah, it's all going rather well. Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh. Actually, well, this would be a good time to cover it. A question I get asked a lot, um, you know, through doing the podcast or at work or whatever. Where do you get your hair cut? <laughs> no, well, that, my hair is a big talking point <laughs> wherever I go. I don't know. I'm not happy with it though, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll put a post up about that. <laughs> um, but people and really want to ask you this. When people want to know, from our point of view, when... You know, you get in a funk or depression hits hard on our lowest days. What do we go through? What do we experience? Mm. What happens in that day? And how do we get ourselves out of it or avoid yeah. that happening in the future? So, what's a, a low day for you? So, like, I, I, we've how often does that happen, actually? I'll, I'll ask you with that. Start off with that. Uh, I wouldn't say often, but I think now because... I've gotten the tools now and I recognize when it's starting or, yep. or if a day is going to be like one of those days, um, you start preempting it a lot more. Um, so while you're at work, it's not so much an issue cause you're busy, you've got stuff to do. But, yep. um, even then on those, on days, like when you do, you just don't want to talk to anyone. Yep. It's an effort to, to, to talk to people at work and all you want to do is just 
be in your own little world and and do your work and be left alone. Um, well, I find from my point of view, it's the same thing you were just saying then. Where, not that I have them often, but I have had them. That on the lowest days, it's normally when I'm at home, I'm not working, and yeah, I just, I for some reason, I'm in this funk and I cannot leave the house. Yeah, it's like almost like social anxiety. I don't want to go out interact with anyone and in my head i'm going all right you got to get off the couch you got to get out of bed you got to go do yeah. something get up now and do it and i just i can't you know and it is like a severe anxiety almost you don't want to interact with anyone you don't want to answer your phone before i know it the sun's going down and a whole day is gone and i've done nothing i haven't left the house i haven't even changed out of my, you know my boxes or whatever you need someone to peel you off the couch yeah basically uh, and that'll that you know on my worst day that'll last a whole day yeah, but it's not often that it happens. But if I'm what at do you work, do, like so, you've hit that point where you just go to sleep and hope the next day is going to be better. Well, or? Like, I'll be honest, like I don't have the answer for it. Like, yeah, you can't always win. You can't, mm. you know, there is no meme or quote that I'm going to read or you're going to be able to send me. I just do more squats. <laughs> oh yeah, just get out and do a workout, mate. It's easy to say that. Yeah. But when you're in that moment. I'm telling myself, bro, you need to get the yeah. fuck up. Go out, do something, achieve one goal. Um, and I'll try to do that. Some days I can. Other days I don't have a win. Yeah. And it's a day wasted. Oh, but I'm getting better at it. Yeah. One of the best things that I got from, um, and it's such a simple, simple thing um, that my psych used to say, because I, and that, like one of the biggest things I do is like get in my head and like things need to be a certain way. I'm trying to control everything. Um, is close enough is good enough. Like sometimes it's out of your control, yep. and you know even if it's you know what fuck it, I'll I'll just have a share. I'm not going out, but I'll get off the couch and have a fucking share. Yep. Sweet, fucking achieve that. Yeah, little, um, little and goals, that'll be, and that'll be fucking. And that's that's okay. And you've got to be. And that's what has helped me is learning to be okay with that. Learning. To, to be okay with i didn't really achieve anything today like oh i should have mowed the lawn or yeah something like that yep well it- i had a <laughs> recently i had a whole bunch of days off and i knew that okay so this goes back to preempting what you were saying like, yeah the way i avoid a day like that is the night before the day before i plan out my day i go right you're gonna get up uh, have a shower, have brekkie. And then, yeah. you know, on this day, I was like, I'm going to do some yard work. Start doing yard work in the morning. So, got up. I went, yep, sweet. The hedges at the front, I need to do them. Need to mow the lawn. A few other things I got to do. The weeding was out of control. <laughs> so, I went to my neighbor, Clint, who's also a copper. Went around his house and he knows what I'm like. And he's the opposite of me. He's got like 80. Yeah, beers. proper. He, proper. Like, <laughs> you go around to have a beer with him and he's mowing the lawn, trying to talk over the mower and chat to him. You're like, mate, just sit down. Stop doing shit. <laughs> and then he'll sit down and start weeding shit like that. So, he always has to be doing something. So, I went around. I said, hey, mate, I need to borrow the hedge trimmer the mower or whatever. Um, I'm going to get myself sorted today. And he's like, oh, good, man. Like, get out there, you know, just achieve a few little things during the day. It'll be all good. I'm like, cool. So, I felt good. I'm carrying the hedge trimmer down and everything. I'm like, cool. I'll start with the hedges. Mate, I could not get this fucking hedge trimmer going. <laughs> and I was losing my shit. Like, fucking ripping the cord, mate. <laughs> Every failed attempt, I was just getting angry. I just wanted to drop kick this thing onto the road and run over it with the Pajero. <laughs> I texted Clint. I'm like, mate, this fucking thing won't work. And he's laughing. He's like, bring it up here. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to let you start it for me. He's like, you probably flooded it. Just come bring it up. I'm like, nah, not going to do it. It's like, I've trying it wasn't working and in that moment i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna go in the house chill out listen to some music or 
mm. ch- chuck some sports on and watch that. And I nearly did. I went, no, okay, that's not working. I'll, I'll do the weeding, you know? So, yeah, I'll supplement yeah. it for another thing. Go, that's still a win. So, I started doing the yeah, weeding. Absolutely, like, it's out of your control. Well, it wasn't. You could have just gone and get Clint to fucking start it for you. <laughs> well, but- he texts me when I'm halfway through the weeding going, I don't hear much head streaming. <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> um, but I completed some weeding, you know. I didn't get the whole yard done, but I'm like, right, I'll focus on the backyard. Just do that got a sweat up did it for like an hour i'm like all right cool do that it's lunchtime i've achieved something yeah and even you know it's just a little bit of weeding but it got me out of the house and off yeah. the couch so i didn't spiral into one of those days yeah 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 it's, yeah at least you like you, you kind of caught it stopped it instead of it going further yeah exactly um no actually good little trick madison's put me on to like some mornings just don't feel like getting out of bed is just counting to five and then on five you get out of bed and that works for you? That, it works. Like, really? You just think like, because if you just, you, you got to focus on the counting though. You just go one, two, three, four, five in your head and then you just do it. Like, yeah. I don't know if that, that's probably not going to work for everyone, but it works no. for me. Well, that's, yeah. And that's what the point of, we say on this show, like yeah. it's what works for us is going to work for yeah, everyone. Yeah, so many weird little things. Yeah. Like um, another thing, I have trouble sleeping. So I use meditation app on my phone, which helps oh, okay. calm me down. I think- it's, it's basically a breathing, yeah. breathing exercises. But um, you can set the timer how long you want it to go for, 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. I normally go about 10 minutes. And I'll use it on nights where I can feel that I'm elevated, especially if I've just finished work. I'm slightly elevated and I lay down. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was imagining you levitating. Levitating, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I'm elevated, elevated and I literally want to get back on the crown <laughs> and lay down. Um, but I'll feel, I'll turn the lights off and I go, right, let's sleep. And the mind just keeps running, yeah. tossing and turning. And I'm like, okay. So I'll put the app on. And it just, you know, gets you to close your eyes, focus on different parts of the body, focuses on your breathing. And by the end of it, like at the start, it's hard because I'll be, I'm aware of what I'm doing. I'm aware that I'm trying to convince myself to calm down. So I'm fighting yeah. it. But then as it goes on, before I know it, I'm starting to drift off. But it won't always work. So it's hit and miss. Some days it works, some days it doesn't. But that's mm-hmm. something that... Um, yeah, you get... And that's a, that's another thing is like like let, letting go of that control like it's not going to happen overnight and you need to keep like like learning to ride a bike or anything like yep. learning anything yep. you have to keep practicing in order to yeah. get, to get better and you at won't it. always get it. it's like you know you've got like an awesome skill that nine times out of ten you're good and as soon as you want to show someone you f- yeah, fuck, fuck it, it completely <laughs> you know that's gonna happen that's yeah. all right like you, you yeah. just go go again another day and get it right what are like um like probably something like people would be interested to know is like what like for first responders yeah what are like what would be your biggest stresses like obviously you know having to draw your weapon on someone and stuff like that but like the everyday i guess maybe the more mundane stuff that okay um yeah that's actually a good question for first responders i would say where i'm at like things that get to me and i know talking to guys i work with it's the same thing this sounds so bad, but I don't mean it to be. But dealing with the public, public perception. Oh, no, human beings are fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they definitely are. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is everyone everyone thinks that because you're a police officer, you have all the answers, okay? Like when most people call a fiery, mm. they're expecting them to put out a fire. Mm. And that's basically it. Or save a cat, whatever it is. <laughs> when you, if you call ambos, you want them to fix whatever health issue you have or injury you have. But when you call police officers, they, for some reason, think that we're mental health professionals, that we're marriage counsellors, 
that we have that we can do everything that we've got this fucking Harry Potter wand <laughs> we can fix everything then and there and catch a bad guy like that and you know I think that's the hardest part is uh, public perception like some people love you some people hate you most people hate us mm. until they need us mm. you know so I think that like that's a major stress is dealing with the public because not only on a shift is your adrenaline going up and down from you know high stress jobs to um, like a nothing job where you just you know talking to an old lady who wants to ask you a question yeah you know? But then in between that, you go into these jobs where everyone is dem- so demanding of you. And you're like, well, hang on. There's a process here. Just yeah. because you want something doesn't mean that I can give that to you. I'm here to help. I'm here to listen to you. I want to help you. <laughs> but you need to understand that I can't do the Harry Potter Expectus yeah. fucking... I can't, I can't remember what it is. You know, I've never watched Harry Potter. But Liar. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that 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 is definitely a major stress, and couple that with the unknown of our job. Mm. Like I was saying before, a fire would expect to go to a fire. Ambo would expect to go to an yeah. injury or illness. We don't know what the next job. Well, yeah, actually, over yeah, that's a really is. point. So um, I, don't know, I think I've touched on it in a previous episode, but yeah, the unknown of what you're going to go to mm. um, is definitely a stress. I would say. Um, and then you shift work as well. So you add all that yeah. in the mix, like minimal sleep. You know, there's always staffing issues. Like we never enough Far coppers. Um, yeah. So it's Cause, no- yeah, because like I mean, and it's the right of the of the digger to whinge, but um, you know, so many people in the eye like <laughs> fuck it, whinge about you know, oh, always going here, going there. But at least. 90% of the time it's pretty well structured you know TS is going to be you know at the same time every other year and you yeah. know when your exercise is going to come up like, whereas for like you guys yeah it's like that shift work well you do know when your shift's up but then like that unknown of like what the fuck am I doing today yeah exactly like um, especially if you, after you do seven nights you know like so at my station I do seven night shifts in a row so it's 10pm to 6am mm. um, I struggle day sleeping so it's hard for me so then you get to that sixth or seventh night and you're wrecked but you're still expected to perform go to any job yeah. and deal with it like you know like you're 100% yeah. and that's hard especially on a busy night like on a weekend shift or you know some urgent jobs are going off all at the same time trying to rely on waking yourself up or relying on that uh, that adrenaline at a certain job to get you through it mm. and then that, that may work on your sixth or seventh night you get that big job and your adrenaline gets you through pumps you through but if that happened at the beginning of your shift on your seventh night, when you finish that job, you crash. Now you've got six other hours that you've got to get through going to other jobs, you know, trying to get yourself back up to your peak performance. It's hard, which is why coffee comes in handy. Warfighter coffee comes mm. in handy. Mm. Mm. Great, great plug there. I'm getting better at that. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I would say back to your original point, those, what I mentioned there, those are the main stresses for like first response or mm. GD's... Um, GD's office, general duties officers. Yeah. So I suppose that is something that it would be really good for you to practice. And is like letting go and not having control over, yeah, um, over over everything. Well, you mean like at a job? Yeah. Well, no, well, like, yeah, at a job. Yeah. Or- well, it's actually like that's a good lesson for police officers to learn, or a good education point for also the public. Mm, mm. You know, you always hear stories. Leave of- me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> like, you know, you always hear stories of like, uh, oh, police attended and they felt like he didn't care or whatever. No, it's not that. We 
we go to that many jobs, we mm. we detach emotion. From, oh yeah, you know, like we yeah. we have to. So unless it's like a, I don't want to name any specific jobs. A job where you need to use emotion in your communication ability. Like if someone's been, you know, sexually assaulted or something mm. like that, you need to, or you're dealing with a child, you need to use yeah. emotion to communicate. That's when you draw it out. But if I'm going mm. to like a, someone's been had their house broken into, and you know, mm. we go to these jobs every day. You on day shift. You go to a couple of breaking in and follow-ups and that's going yeah. to someone's house who's been broken in the night before, um, asking them what happened, what was taken, things like that. Yeah, I'm not going to use too much emotion in that because, and it sounds bad. I don't reckon. But, I think that's a professional thing as well. Yeah, like. it's a, I, you know, I'm going to many jobs that day. I've been to this type of job every day. Mm. I know what I'm looking for in that. Um, and this goes back to the point, I think it maybe was the last episode of the episode before I mentioned it is, you know, if, even though it's the thousandth time I've done this, yeah. for that person, they may never yeah. experience this. So they're going through like their elevator. Oh, this has happened. This has happened. This has happened in my mind. I'm like, cool. <laughs> there are certain things I need from you. I need to get certain points of information out of you. Yeah. So then we can continue on with the investigation. I can go to that next job. So yeah, yeah there won't be too much emotion from me investing in that because I've got a job to do. Yeah. Um, and I think most coppers are very much similar like that. Although... You get your first years who, you know, every job's new to them. So, they're going to spend a bit more time and want to mm. be... I think naturally they want to be emotionally invested in every yeah. job they go to. But, you, yeah, you can't, you can't th- do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think that's a good thing though. Like, I, th- I think that's a more professional way to go about it. Like, obviously, like you said, there are jobs where you need to yeah. um, to use that. Um, but... <sighs> but then on the flip side, there are cops who just have no idea how to communicate. So, you know, that might just be a personality trait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're yeah. going to get that in any job. <laughs> <laughs> Especially our line of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. very much so. Um, Listen to questions. Listen you to was, questions, yes. Because you, 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 you brought one up earlier, but you weren't. You said you weren't going to tell me until... Oh, well, let's have a look. Normally, this would be Madison's job, so bear yeah. with me because uh, I'm trying to see where all the, que- all the know, questions how, are coming how through. How dare she like, go out where is she, and spend, anyway? spending time with her family? Can you believe that? When when we just decided yesterday to do this, why do we? Yeah, yeah. At a moment's notice, <laughs> it makes sense why we don't pay her now. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys, bear with me. So we're getting questions through Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. So, question for the boys. Well, this question is really more for Shane. While I under- is this sorry, is this the one that you were talking about earlier? Yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that we got through last minute. So. It says, well, this question is really more for Shane. While I understand that you train for so long and hard for firefights and on deployments, want nothing more than being involved in a tick, which is troops in contact for anyone who doesn't know. What actually goes through your head the moment that first round goes flying past and all of a sudden you're in an actual contact? Also, how do you deal with the adrenaline dump and low feelings after it's all over? So, it's aimed at you because... (laughs) Is that a dig at you? Yeah, that's a dig at me. So, that's... uh, I'll name and shame him. That's Anthony Clacker from my station. So... (laughs) Thanks, Clacker, for sending that one in. <laughs> so that's aimed at Shane because uh, he got his big call. He got his contact overseas, and I didn't get my contact overseas. Um, I suppose the first thing is just disbelief. Like, is wait, was that what I think it was? <laughs> like, um, and then uh, so yeah. in your contact, um, I know you've told told the story before, but initially, what was the first thing you remember? How did you know you were in contact? Was it someone? yelling contact or was it the sound of the round yeah it was the sound of um rounds passing because we were at the back of the um the compound so like, we were like we weren't going to get hit or anything but like however many meters above it was like you say um 
something whizzing overhead and then it's like huh that's weird and then um yeah i think i can't, I can't remember i think someone just yelled out contact or something and then um from there it was a bit of a blur because um we were all kind of scattered because i think we were different sections were doing uh training with different of the ana uh, the local forces um around the compound so we're all a bit um disorganized at that moment yep. and um so it was a bit of a scramble to get you know get the cars ready get stuff thrown back into the cars because i think we were about to brew up or something and um just get ready to start receiving you know um a, an initial set of orders for what was going on um and then from there it's kind of like i don't know man i i, I compartmentalize so much stuff and i rarely think about a lot of that stuff anymore so like i've forgotten so, so many details now are so fuzzy maybe hard for you to remember your emotion but it was uh was it like excitement fucking exciting dude. yeah yeah it was um i had the biggest smile on my face so <laughs> yeah, i'm not gonna lie um it was yeah it was freaking exciting and then um oh what happened then we moved around the side and then yeah just like that whole time you're just riding this high and you're just jacked up and you're just keen to freak keen to go um and then i suppose once, once everything's said and done um I don't know. I don't. I don't remember there being a massive low, but uh, I think I talked about like you know seeing the the kids come out and play afterwards. It kind of puts you in a um, that would have been weird. Yeah, it really it put it put me in a weird frame of mind. Like I didn't feel uh, I wasn't upset or anything like that. But it's just like I felt um, I, I felt really really bad for the people that. You know the 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 everyday people just trying to live their lives in the middle of this all this bullshit that's going on around them and yeah i just like mm. i was more i probably got a bit angry if anything like just at the whole situation is f- feeling really bad for, for them having to live like that yeah um so yeah um yeah like yeah so massive excitement and then yeah a bit of anger <laughs> I don't remember much. I'm sorry. Well, it's a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, no, I hope that answered your question, Anthony. Thanks for sending that in. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, bear with me. Where's uh, just trying to find some other questions. We need like we really need Madison here. Yeah. Um. Okay. Bump. Question bump, for bump, the boys. Bump. I work for the QPS and recently had a colleague at my station rock up for night work without his uniform shirt. <laughs> he asked around and it turned out I had a spare one in my locker which I loaned him this is him. a weird question I think I know where this is going a spare one in my locker which I loaned him on the promise he'd wash it and return it it's been several weeks and he's yet to return my shirt to top it what? off he's also continued to wear this shirt around the station while commenting how big his arms look in it so my question is this Tommy Archer when are you going to give me my shirt back <laughs> uh that one's from Ian from my station. Uh, mate, the shirt looks better on me and you're not going to get it back. Let's be honest. I'm loving right? the, this, this different style of questioning. Yeah, getting. why do you get the serious questions? <laughs> um, God, finding questions is difficult. I thought, didn't you correlate them all? Yeah. Well, Madison knows where to find them on Instagram. I feel like they disappear once they... Because she has this all written out. And- yeah, she has them all written down. Um, Which I think I did suggest to you, but you're like, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I'll it. Uh, and I'll just figure it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, 
we'll have to <laughs> we might have to continue this another time. <laughs> Aren't they all like just in an email or something? No, nah, I don't know. Some some get through messaged and then some are comments on a post. Oh Christ, you're never gonna find that. Yeah, I don't know. Someone, someone who's savvy right now is listening. On it's pretty easy, boys. <laughs> Madison, yeah, probably Madison. But we'll, we'll she's going to yell at us when she hears this. Yeah, she is. Cut this bit out anyway. <laughs> Cut this bit out. No, let's just stay. Yeah, unfortunately, we've only really got those that I can find. I'm sure there were more. We'll get round to it. Yeah. But uh, the the main question I really want to answer was that other one anyway that I asked you about because um, I get asked that the most. Through people direct messaging me about what it feels like when we're going mm. through that. Do you think that's depression. because, like, people are trying to, like, f- figure out if what they're feeling is normal? Like, yeah, I think so. And uh, in our line of work, both military and police, I think, as we, I hate using this, but, you know, the whole awareness thing, mm. there mm. is more awareness. Everyone's fully aware. Everyone's fucking aware. Everyone's fucking aware that, you know, people have mental health issues. But I think now people are with the, the content we put out about our opinion on uh, identity and stuff like that, mm. and, you know, the other forms of PTSD and depression, I think people are becoming more self-aware uh, and just looking for maybe different types of therapy or yeah. a different type of conversation rather than just going to a doctor and saying, you've got PTSD or you've got depression, here's some pills or whatever. Mm. It's being able to be self-aware. And, you know, it, obviously most coppers will know that as a copper, your job isn't normal. You know, I just listed a whole bunch of things before. The shift work, the elevated adrenaline that you're going through from job to job, mm. um, you know, the public perception. Some people love you, some people hate you. Then, you know, those same people... Five minutes later, the roles might reverse. They might hate you. They might love you. Yeah. Um, you know, you put all those things together. Yeah, you're going to have some issues. <laughs> you're not going to be normal. The same with the army, yeah. you know. Like, I'm sure before you and me joined at 2009, mm. we were different people. And mm. then going through, you just look at it, you, the training you go through to get into the army, that's going to change you. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have a few little issues because you're now being trained as a different type of human being. Yeah. Then you put on a deployment, even though it's not the deployment we expected. Yeah. Just doing that, normal people aren't used to. And now, you know, you tried getting out um, and that was a bit did difficult. Not work. It did not work because not you're work. not... Institutionalized. Yeah, you're not insu- yeah, you're institutionalized. Stockholm you're not syndrome. normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you fall in love with your captors, the defense force. <laughs> um, more, yeah. give me more. I've <laughs> been <bit> naughty. <laughs> For my hair. <laughs> um, so now you, you know, then you got back in, but you're, you're loving it because, you know, you, fa- you found your place, mm. you know, and there is a place for everyone. And it doesn't matter if you've got issues. There's still a place for you. You just got to find where you fit in in the world. Yeah, now. and that's which is, which is why we started this because we believe. Yeah, it's an identity thing. There is a place for you. There is an identity. You don't have to be a soldier. Oh, sorry, you don't have to just be a soldier. Yeah. You don't have to just be a copper, or whatever it is you identify with. You know, talking it out is a hundred percent the best thing. To yeah, do. and it doesn't have to be with a psych or anything like that. It's just starting by talking to a mate or someone. You know, anyone is is the best thing. I was thinking about it the other day, like. What like because I can't really go. Oh yeah, this is the list of tools that I've got. That's you know helped me, and that I'm working on the bit. Like the biggest thing is like yeah, letting letting go of that control, but talking it out with other people, with yourself, with Madison, yeah, um, has been the biggest thing that that has changed. Um, because now I'm more open about 
how how my day is going. Madison can pick up more easily now when I'm going to get into my bad moods and stuff and preempt yep. it or you know leave me alone or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking it out is the hundred percent the best thing. And like, um, I think also not having an expectation of um, solving the problem forever. Yeah. I think that's where and you and me get annoyed about a lot. We, you know, we always reference those mental health social media influences or pages where it's a meme and it's like, you know, fucking, you can beat it. Today's the day you beat it. It's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. You know, like we said before, like I'll have, I'll, you know, I'll get hit one day where I can't move and I'm like, get up, get up, get up. Mm. Some days I can't, some days I can't. That's all right. I'll have a win down the track, yeah. but I'm still getting through it. So don't put that pressure on yourself. To go fuck today, today I beat it. Yeah, Um, just keep improving. That's Mm. it, and being self-aware. Yeah, you got to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to win every battle. Yeah, you know. Um, Well, you got to get in one to win it. So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, bro. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh god. I know what I'm discussing. My next psychologist (laughs) appointment. Fucking bastard. I can't do this podcast anymore. (laughs) Um. Well, mate, how long have we been going for? Uh, long enough. Long enough. Um, well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we've, we managed to carry this without Madison for now. Oh, God knows Let's how. never do this again. No, this is, yeah. um, mate, until next time. Uh, again, thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram. Instagram's the one I'm pushing at the moment. Facebook. Isn't that what all the cool kids are doing? Yeah, I know, because apparently Facebook's dead. Um, follow us on all that stuff. Get the word out. Keep sending in your questions. And I promise Madison will find them <laughs> so we can actually answer them. Uh, until next time, this is the Maladjusted Monkeys. We're out.